0: Okay, you can make your point later.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't want to waste the content. No, we need that content. That good, good content. That good, good content. Okay, <laughs> here comes Shit. the content.
0: Thought Bubble Audio. Kelsey and it's time to hate watch with us welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who have a gift for you all (laughs) we do this is a very very exciting episode
1: it is you have listened to this show recently have seen our twitter or have been a member of society you may or may not be aware that game of thrones is back on the television. It's a dark time for this world. (laughs) Winter has come. (laughs) So to speak. (laughs) And uh, we have been busy cranking out some good, good Game of Thrones content over on our other podcast, Our Watch Has Ended. Yes. And our work trying to figure out how we're going to keep these two worlds from colliding too much inspired us to talk about what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yeah, so we want to give you some respite from Game of Thrones, which is a word I told Kirsty I would never use until this moment in time. I'm so proud of
1: you. Yeah, we had a whole conversation the other day about words that we know the meaning of, but never know when or how to use. This was the And time. that was yours. It was. <laughs> Does that mean I have to get mine in there at some point today? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Challenge accepted. <laughs> so, um, we kind of put together a spreadsheet, because that's what we do, of yeah, the things that people seem to like about Game of Thrones, or the mm-hmm. things that are thematic about Game of Thrones, and we are going to talk to you about some alternative content for to fulfill those same sort of characteristics so if you like yeah. i don't know something we'll recommend something else <laughs> we're calling it our game of <laughs> themes game of themes we have a t- we have a title but no examples it's fine <laughs> So, um, I feel like we're not going to be recommending brand new things to you, but some of them might be things no, that we haven't talked about on the show about. before.
1: Yeah, I hope that there's a few, little,
0: there's a few little details in here. Okay,
1: perhaps. I think it's more just to say, like. Game of Thrones has sort of gotten this reputation as being its own special thing and television in general has become so like niche and specific that this is like a moment to hit pause on just the whole situation and say like if you like a general aspect of something that can be transferable to something else Pull your head out and watch some different content.
0: And I think Game of Thrones gets a lot of praise, perhaps, for being sort of a combination, a, like, beef stew of genre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. I just had,
1: like, four different reactions. But one of them was definitely from Samuel Tarley's summer internship. <laughs> I did all of this on purpose.
0: <laughs> I fucking hate beef stew. Hashtag triggered. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, anyway beef stew. It gets a lo- beef stew with themes. Pe- <laughs> people like to say that it has something for everyone, quote unquote. It has nothing for us. But no, but fodder for our podcast. Yeah, I mean, I guess hate watch is a
1: positive ast-
0: attribute. Then sure, which sometimes it can be. Um, yeah, so we're basically pulling out all those little pieces and finding you something that'll really hit on whatever it is you like about Game of Thrones and give you a lot more of that specific thing and less of all the other yeah. things, hopefully. Yeah. So do you want to do the honors? Do you want to start somewhere? Oh Lord, I don't know where to start. Well you just bolded about a um, hundred of them.
1: <sighs> well, it okay, so there's no particular rhyme or reason to this, folks, because I don't know if you've seen our spreadsheets, but they're dense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so why don't why don't we go with some low-hanging fruit? Okay. And talk about Um, some strong sexual content. Strong sexual content. Our
0: favorite type of content. I think I accidentally made a dick joke. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely did. (laughs) Good job! Thank you, thank you. So. Okay. Um, speaking of dicks that we don't get to see uh yes (laughs) the let's try that again
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the feels erupting from kelsey's face right there
0: (laughs) the show that paralyzes my ability to speak that we've talked about many times before somehow on this podcast. is Outlander. And they have strong sexual <laughs> Our content. Our secret Outlander
1: podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're only going to recommend Outlander, like, once in this whole podcast, so we're just getting it out of the way. Yeah, sure. It's only on here once. Yeah. Yeah. So, in general, um, they've got a lot of good things going in the sexual content territory and a couple of things that are really uncomfortable. Maybe, yeah. maybe more than a couple of things. But if you, I think we've talked about this on this show before, but if you think like game of Thrones, sex is good sex, it's not. And you should watch Outland. <laughs> well,
1: and I think like, cause we've talked, you and I together have talked to some people who are game of Thrones fans about this before where, like, they've sort of countered that it's not so much that the sex is good. Like, they're not watching Game of Thrones because they, like... Like, it's not like they're watching it in lieu of porn or anything, you know? Right, right. Um, It's more just that it's, like, used a lot, I think. As, like, a narrative device. And that's, like, somehow interesting to people and so what I would say in that regard is that Outlander has a lot of sex and also uses it as a narrative tool,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: not really in, like, both sex aside, not really in a sex position kind of way, right? but as, like, a, a thing that is related to character development or whatever. Um, but... The sex itself is also really satisfying. And I feel like if you're going to portray sex, you might as well make it good.
0: Yeah. And just, like, none of the sex on Game of Thrones has any chemistry behind it. No.
1: Well, and be- so much of it is just, like, perfunctory, right? Like, right. The- I complained about this in our, our most recent bind-off, but... The scene of Brawn with the three prostitutes where, like, the chick just leaps up there and sort of jams it up in there and just <laughs> is, like, flopping around. Right. And it's just, like, I don't need that level
0: of laziness. No. The only time that Outlander ever got on that level was in the wedding episode when they send the lawyer to go get a dress from a whorehouse yeah. (laughs) and it felt like game of thrones and i was a little thrown off by that scene because it felt so much like game of thrones yeah that was uncomfortable but i want to hear about your other suggestion for people that we have maybe never talked about on this show before
1: yeah i think this is going to be a somewhat new one i think i've dropped hints before Mm-hmm. Because this is like a secret pet show of mine. Um, but I think like both for this category and for another um, important theme in Game of Thrones, this mm-hmm. like is actually like really transferable. Um, so a good while ago there was a Star show um, called Spartacus. <laughs> it ran for four seasons. Um, there was a hiatus after season two or three. I think, somewhere midway through the show's run, um, because the actor who played Spartacus had cancer, I mm-hmm. think, some kind of terminal illness, and unfortunately passed away.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so the show stopped production, um, and then S.T.A.R.S. hired another actor after a respectful period of time, and they resumed production and finished out the series. Gotcha. Um, So it is... A show about the gladiator Spartacus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm familiar. I will say, <laughs> I will say up front that I know jack shit about Spartacus in terms <laughs> of all of the lore and history prior to this show. Sure. Except I know there's some old movie somewhere where he said, I am he yelled I am Spartacus a lot.
0: Oh, all those guys out in the field.
1: Yeah. And I know that. Because it's a well-used reference in the 1996 movie "That Thing You
0: Do." <laughs> so <laughs> me, I thought we were gonna get out of this episode without talking about that thing you do. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, I just had to throw it out there because that's the only reason
1: I know anything. That's so hilarious. I, I don't know how much of like anything the star show pulls from existing mythology and how much the star show just made up. But like Spartacus gets captured by the Romans. He gets taken to be a gladiator. He spends a bunch of time in like the gladiator barracks, getting Mm -hmm. to know the other gladiators and there's gladiator drama. A bunch of gladiators die. Eventually Spartacus is able to get away from the Romans A lot of stuff happens. It's a very dense show. So
0: I have a question for you. Yes. I feel like if I'm remembering correctly, when you were into this, it was you were into it as a hate watch. Is it genuinely a good show or is it more of a hate watch? Oh, it it is just it's like
1: the hate watch Super Bowl. Okay. It's an absolute fucking it's like hate watch anarchy. <laughs> it's so much so like the the first episode um is like this big drawn out battle sequence and they do less and less of this throughout the show's run but stick with me for a sec so it's essentially this like episode long battle sequence of like Spartacus and his people fighting the romans until you get to the point where like his wife is murdered and he gets captured by the romans mm-hmm. and uh At various, like, important parts of the battles, they do these, like, comic book-looking special effects where they do, like, freeze frames, and then it's all, like, it's got, like, a blue frame around it, but everything inside is red filter. Oh, no. And then they'll do freeze frames where, like, you know, the character in the middle of the shot stays static, but then the rest of the shot blurs out. So it's, like,
0: the... Early two thousands obsession yes. with like Matrix style, yeah, editing and stuff. Yep, yep. Okay,
1: it's okay. all about the editing.
0: Okay. So there's that. Um,
1: I have it in here also under like sort of straddling violence and strong sexual content because mm-hmm. um, that's, a, that's a dicey uh, line to draw.
0: <laughs> God. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> it's
1: just like something happening. Um, <laughs> um, so one of the things, dear God, one of the things I loved about this show is that the um, there's just like a lot of how I wrote in our doc as coarse language. I don't really know, mm-hmm. like, a better way to frame it. It's like in-universe swearing. Um, okay, like all of the the dialogue is very, um, very densely peppered with just sure. like a lot of faux Roman swears. So, like, every <laughs> single time a character gets mad at another character, they'll shout Jupiter's cock. Wow, that's Which is a dick really joke. Good. I love I love it. They're like pretty <laughs> much every scene is a dick joke. We we played this as a drinking game. Right, when we watched it. Which let me tell you, watching four seasons or playing four seasons of a drinking game is like a fucking marathon. I was a lot younger. <laughs> <back then. laughs> um but like a couple of the rules were just about swearing. Uh, Like, there was one to drink every time they said Jupiter's cock, and like, whatever. Um, And like, that alone, some scenes would have us like refilling our drink. Uh oh. It's like, it's so intense. It's so over the top.
0: So, on this list, it's like the most analogous to Game of Thrones, perhaps.
1: Yes. There's like a lot of um, political intrigue because it's all about controlling the roman empire there's a ridiculous amount of sex and it's a lot of like game of thrones sex where it's like for no reason at all suddenly every character in the room is naked yep yep have several long panning shots of this man's torso (laughs) um and because gladiators were used as like sex slaves basically Mm -hmm. they like really spend a lot of time um getting everything they can out of that narrative content sure sure So there's, I just, it's not fantasy in the sense that there aren't, like, direwolves and stuff, but it is sort of, like, historical period content, and it's all about, like, sex and violence, and it's just ridiculous, and it's hilarious, and I (laughs) loved every second of it.
0: (laughs) I feel like that's a good recommendation.
1: Yeah. It's, like... I feel like something about it didn't take itself as seriously as Game of Thrones does, so it was easier to just sort of, like, Mm.
0: be amused by the spectacle of it. Right. So, now that we've spent 20 minutes on one recommendation... Yes. It was a funny one. It was a funny one. Watch Spartacus. (laughs)
1: Also, Sparty is really hot. Oh, boy. Oh. Sparty? Both Spartys. Yeah, oh, yeah. We called him Sparty the whole time we were watching it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It. <laughs> it's a lot funnier if you call him Sparty, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> but both of the Sparties were really hot. Wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> where should we jump to? Uh, Let's see. We We talked about strong sexual content. We talked a little bit about violence. We did. Should we get into house-slash-palace intrigue-slash-political chess? Yeah. Is that all one? Are those two separate things?
0: Those are two separate... uh, Those are two separate things, perhaps. Separate but but related. We can kind of go down that path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I think if what you like about Game of Thrones is the... Like... Lines of secession to the Iron Throne in the <laughs> uh, battles over that, which I've heard is a part of that show. Um, uh-huh.
1: Memorizing sigils and house model- mottos. Yeah.
0: If that's what you're into,
1: what did we suggest, Kirstie? Um, We suggested <laughs> the crown. Yeah. It's... Because nothing is more... Cut and dry in terms of the day-to-day nuts and bolts of the monarchy than the British monarchy.
0: Yes. I would also maybe suggest, though it is not a show, (laughs) if you want to talk about house flags, Harry Potter is there for you, my friends. (laughs) (sighs) They've got a fucking lion. Or some shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nothing sure. like the classics. <laughs> um, what Game of Thrones really lacks is a sorting hat. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Although in Game of Thrones, the sorting hat would probably have a dick. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, let's, while we're talking about the crown, the yeah. other thing I want to talk about about the crown... Is if you're really here for the, like, spectacular production, epic storyline, I guess, of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Also look to the crown. Because Netflix is spending, like, one million dollars less than Game of Th- than Game of Thrones per episode to make these yep. episodes. And, and the none s- of that's
1: on special effects. That's all practical, so.
0: Right. So you don't see the... You don't see the money in every scene, but you see it in, like, any sort of crowd shots in particular. You yep. can And, like, any painstaking reenactments that they're trying to do, you can really see where that money is going. And, like, everything does look very nice, but... I'll, I mean, a lot of their sets are used time and time again, and it's those big, um, like... I don't know, what's a good one? Like, the their, her coronation... Yep. like those types of things. Her wedding, Margaret's wedding—that mm-hmm. you can really see, yeah. just how much money they're putting into
1: that show. Yeah, and I think like I mean this is all based on real events, but, um, you know the the Windsors, as it were, like had a really twisty path to the throne, and then like her father and Queen Elizabeth both had to like fight to keep the throne mm-hmm. for a while there because. You know, there were a couple world wars that kind of fucked England up for a while, um, and stuff got pretty nuts. And there was some, like, almost end-of-the-world stuff that happened, Mm -hmm. some existential threats to the throne.
0: Well, and just, like, a lot of personal drama. Like, I am totally watching that show for Elizabeth to tell Margaret that she can't get married for, like, the hundredth time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the good shit. And Matthew Good is on that show. And he's hotter than, like, anyone on Game of Thrones. That's true. Absolutely. I did just
1: picture him in fur, like uh, the Ikea sheep rug (laughs) furs of Winterfell. And I'm not mad
0: about it. No, don't be mad about that.
1: (laughs) And now I've pictured him wearing Ikea (laughs) fur, but in a villa in Tuscany drinking wine. And that's also going to do it for me.
0: (laughs) That's the one you want. I'm not mad about that one, either. This is the horny Wine Matthew podcast. <laughs> horny, fur-clad Wine Matthew. I'm here for it. <laughs> you know, we have a category we didn't fill in for hot people. We're going to just send you right there. <laughs> there you go. Um, <sighs> But going back to... Where we were going. We had House and Palace Intrigue. And we also want to talk about political chess. Yeah. Uh, And my suggestion for this, though I'm not completed the series yet, uh, is Deadwood.
1: Yeah, I'm curious about this because I admittedly only know about Deadwood what I learned from listening to appointment television. Um, But I didn't get the sense that it was like a like, house of cards,
0: political epic, you know? So, it isn't exactly in that sense. However, I find it extremely compelling (laughs) to see political chess, if you will, (laughs) in (laughs) a time when there's no law. Sure. And they're also in the middle of, like, really boring um like paperwork to become a state <laughs> so there's it's like all the bureaucracy yeah so it's a mix of like trying to maintain like peace but also trying to decide who gets to have power and how they maintain right. that power and whether it's through like you know intimidation or by, like, following the letter of the law, though that doesn't actually mean anything, and like, how I'm at I'm in season two, so that's the point where, like, they're just now really becoming incorporated into the country, and they have, like, a county now, so now there's a lot of back and forth about, like, who's in charge now that there's actual, like, government officials coming out to their town, and, like, yeah who cuz they're all business owners and basically and like who's you know got the social clout to be able to like declare themselves like the leader of the town and there's a really good 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 episode <laughs> where everyone decides that they're going to um take positions in the town and they're just like I'm going to be the mayor I'll be the fire chief it's just really great <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's really funny. So, it, in that sense, that's like a really literal translation. Yes, it it sure is. That like hits the nail exactly on the head. Yeah, that's literally the entire core of Game of Thrones.
0: Yes, and like it's nice. Really. Oh, I just thought of something. <laughs> it's my oh. contribution to the dick joke category. Great. They say cocksucker like every other word.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Duh. Good company with Spartacus, then. Yeah, but despite that, the writing is phenomenally better than Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um,
1: they sound like they're just basically wildlings.
0: Right. Right. So I yeah. feel like the natural path from here is to... Go for political corruption, which is like the sister to political chess, or maybe the aunt or the nephew, brother, depending on what kind of incest you're into. (laughs) We didn't add incest to this list. No,
1: I thought about it and then I realized I haven't actually watched any other TV shows with the incest. (laughs) Gee, I wonder why.
0: (laughs) Not my favorite. Uh, plot device. No. As it turns out. <laughs> no. But tell me what we've got for political corruption.
1: Uh so under political corruption, uh this is in terms of genre a leap. But we have oh no, look what I did. We have VEEP. <laughs> I didn't mean to write. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh no. Um we chose VEEP. Uh, it has very little in common with Game of Thrones in terms of, like, genre stuff. Mm -hmm. It has a lot in common with Game of Thrones in terms of, like, you know, language and shitty behavior, as we've talked about with other shows. Right. But mostly, it's about a woman who has, like, done a lot of stuff to obtain power, and is now having to do a lot of stuff to keep it. Right.
0: That's such a concise way to talk about that.
1: Yeah. I feel good about it.
0: No, you're right.
1: (laughs) Right, and, like, because the whole thing for her is that, like, it's sort of power for power's sake, which is a thing that gets talked about all the time. In the Game of Thrones universe, right, and so she has to make like a lot of sacrifices and a lot of bad choices because she just has to keep her very like fragile grasp on yes. the
0: presidency, or lack thereof, or lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it's a lot more fun than Game of Thrones. It's so much fun, and she has. I don't know really that I ever finished the last season. I think I'm still behind.
0: Well, there's one that's on right now.
1: Yeah, I know. I forgot about that. Wow. Until like a week ago. Wow. And then Twitter freaked out about it and I was like, wait a second. It's very
0: good. It's a good, good show. Yes. Um, Speaking of good, good shows, there's a couple different directions I can take this, huh? I think it's your turn to pick, actually. you Go ahead. Oh, no. No, no, no. I liked where uh-huh. you were going with it. Well, I was going to take us to our podcast within a podcast. (laughs) Oh, great. Great, great, great. Okay. Uh, So tell me about complex family dynamics that's like a major point of some parts of Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, I feel like when, uh, when people are trying to justify the amount of time that we've spent on... Oh my god, I sound like Chucky from Rugrats. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. When people try to justify the amount of time we spend on interpersonal bullshit in Game of Thrones, what they are talking about is complex family dynamics. It's why everyone likes the Starks, right? Yes. So we chose Everwood. (laughs) It's a treat. Our new Outlander. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i feel like i think i was the one who wrote this down but do you want to take a stab at a justification for it
0: sure i can try that <laughs> so what game of thrones does well about complex family dynamics is they have large families <laughs> what game of thrones does not do well <laughs> is building relationships between any of the members of those families. Yes. So, quite the opposite. Everwood has relatively small families. However, they have very distinct relationships between each member of the family and, um, you know, their other family members. And they evolve over time. They have real conversations that aren't like this is my sword named needle and <laughs> <laughs> they um i guess my my biggest thing is that they're extremely believable yeah which i don't think is necessarily what game of thrones is going for but they earn your um you know your their credibility over time by having these very slowly paced character development arcs that lead to, like, actual growth. And um, the way they see each other kind of changes over time. And, I mean, uh, they're not all, like, traditional families. I think you can talk about, like, families in the town overall. Yep. And, like, you can talk about how like, their neighbor is part of their family but is not actually, you know, a family member. And so, you know, all that stuff also plays a part in Everwood. Um, As well as the, like, what we'll talk about probably in more detail at some point in time, but, like, the (laughs) balances, especially in, like, the main... um, in the Brown family about, like, who's parenting who at any given time. Yep, Uh, That's always... An interesting dynamic for sure.
1: Here's here's the thing I'm gonna try. Okay. Um, Doctor Andy Brown, who I almost called Treat, <laughs> Doctor Treat, Treat, my Brown. Roomba, Doctor Treat Williams, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Roomba Brown, <laughs> that guy. Um, the the main the main character, Dad <laughs> of Everwood, yes, is Ned Stark. Yes. stick with me. Ephraim is Jon Snow. Ooh. Delia
0: is Arya.
1: Oh shit! Oh shit!
0: Although I feel like Ephraim at oh, sometimes shit. in his life is also Bran. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well played. <laughs> the guy has purple hair. <laughs>
1: Uh, um. Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it all very well. Like, people... So, like, in terms of believability, it people don't watch Game of Thrones for the simulation of real life. However, I think the appeal of fantasy to everyone is, like, real situations in unreal places or mm-hmm. universes. And so people definitely really like to have feelings on the internet about, like, oh my god, did you see John and Arya because they have this relationship and here's how they felt about each other and, like, let's talk about how nuanced it is now that they're different people like, blah, 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 blah. But, like, that's all happening in a way that's actually developed and actually has stakes in Everwood.
0: And they have snow there, too. So it's pretty much the they same thing. They do have snow! <laughs> yeah! So everyone should go on cwc to and watch Everwood yes. from yes. 15 years ago? It, it's worth it. It doesn't have any of the other stuff, but no.
1: I think like it, it is good for family-related stuff. Yes. It's not always so wholesome. No. All right, it's your pick. Okay, let's go from an extremely likable... Place mm-hmm. to at a less likable place, sure. And talk about unlikable characters that you grow attached to. I'm so
0: excited! <laughs> this, this is the episode I always is wanted. Just for you, <laughs> I know. This is just for you. So, and I, we've done a whole episode chose... on this topic.
1: Yeah, we have. So um, there's some more. I here. chose this theme because I was thinking specifically of like. Tyrion. Sure. And I think there are probably others. Maybe Jamie falls into this category. But Tyrion for sure is like a major reason people watch the show and it's because like you know, obnoxious douchebag with a heart of gold is like a trope that people are interested in. Right. Um, But there are other shows I think that do a better job of being sneaky in how they make you realize that you woke up one day and suddenly cared what happened to a character. What? No. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> and both of the recommendations on here are just for Kelsey.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one we've talked about before, because we'll skim right by it. Yeah. Is Catastrophe, my favorite rom-com of these are modern times perhaps um it, it is full of unlikable characters that remain kind of like not nice people or at least yep. very realistic people in some ways so if you like Tyrion because he's still kind of a dick like this is a good fit uh and yep they they really get you in the feels anyway um Pretty quickly, I would say, too. Yes, it ramps up extremely quickly. Yeah. Because, like, despite their... Uh, I don't know, like, bad behavior, they still are, like, looking for the right things and they make each other better people in some ways. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just real, real good. And there's real good clothes. I'm gonna talk about the costuming yeah. on all these shows, apparently. <laughs> Apparently. No, I mean we haven't talked about that when we've talked about
1: catastrophe either on the show or just together, but yes, it is very good wardrobing.
0: Yes. Um do you have anything more to say about catastrophe or should we open up the can of worms?
1: Um no, I mean you said it all. It's go for it. Live your dream, Kelsey. This is your moment. I feel
0: like my dream is for you to tell me that I was right, but <laughs> Well, I mean, I can. Do you want me to do it? You can. You
1: can start us off. Yeah, I've been talking okay. a lot. Kelsey was on my case for months, and it is documented on the show
0: mm-hmm.
1: to watch Shits Creek. And you know yes. what, guys? Fuck me. I watched it. It's a good show.
0: Okay. <laughs> She's not even to season three yet, you guys. It's fine. <laughs> um, but.
1: So, I I have learned that um, there's a, a, everyone goes through a linear progression when they watch this show. hmm And I have been, like, exactly on pace yes. throughout my time watching it. And so, I was watching the first few episodes probably up until, like, midway through the first season. And I was kind of like, eh, this is entertaining. You know, like, I'm waiting for my laundry to be done. Like, this will do it for me. Yeah. And then something happened... Where I was watching an episode and I can't, I don't even remember exactly what was happening in the episode, but it was something David related. Mm-hmm. And they like ended a scene and cut to the next scene where he was like having to deal with the consequences of the thing, whatever it was. And I just like felt this teeny tiny thing in the pit of my stomach mm-hmm. that was like, oh no, I care about him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it coming, you guys. I'm usually very good at seeing what a show is doing to me. (laughs) I didn't see this coming. You did not. I had no idea that I cared about any of the stakes and anything that was happening to any of these characters until the moment that it happened. And the thing that Schitt's Creek is good at is, like, very slowly and very carefully exposing the humanity of its characters mm-hmm. so it's like you don't necessarily have to like like them or think they're good people or think they make good choices but it's just like you really understand them and you want you want things to work out for them in whatever twisted way that may be
0: yes I had like a full-on identity crisis when I was watching the show, and it was a. I think it was around that same point where I texted you, and I was like, "I think I have Parks and Rec level feelings for this show that I, and I don't know why. Like, (laughs) yeah, it kind of sneaky. It leaves you wondering because it's so sneaky. I like. At this point,
1: I think I feel like a sense of relation to like every character on the show. Yes. Like, there was some episode the other night, I don't even remember what was happening, but, like, I had my, I caught myself having this whole train of thought about Alexis and, like, her, like, moments when you can, like, see what her deal is and whatever. It was a whole rabbit hole I went down. Mm -hmm. And, like, they just, they snuck it up on me.
0: Yes. And I feel like they do a good job of, like you're almost someone who's experiencing them over time. So at first it's, like, really abrasive, and then they start to, like, you break down the walls of, like, why they have all these defenses, and you're like, oh.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And then, like, they're also not... I don't feel like they ever show their hand as they're doing it. Like, I don't ever feel like there's an episode where they're like, okay, now I'm gonna sit you down, and explain a character to you so that you'll feel a thing about them. Uh, Like, I don't feel like there's ever like a very special episode about a character.
0: No, but they're also Uh, like, if, if we want to go to being unlikable, they're also unlikable for different reasons, even though they are all like privileged, like that privilege has brought out a different, like bad characteristic in all of them. Yep. Which I think is interesting, but they are also, like you said, able to, get you past that. Yeah. Which is, I guess, like, it's something that, like, if you were faced with those types of people in regular life, you wouldn't necessarily give them the time of day because they're so unlikable. Right. Well, I mean, I, this is,
1: uh, it's going to be a whole thing. Um, (laughs) But I think this is where it's smart that they base the whole thing out of a small town. Yeah. Because there's some extent to which in small towns even if there are people you don't like, you do kind of learn to coexist with them in a right. lot of cases. Mm-hmm. You know, like every small town has some number of people that are known by everybody in the town to be unlikable for whatever reason. Like you're like, Oh no, you know, it's that always... guy. <laughs> there's like always the town gossip. There's like the town troublemakers, like, you know, Yep. Um, but in most communities, like where the community members are active like everyone sort of learns to navigate around each other which is what is happening with the characters on this show
0: yeah and we will do a full episode for this show i promise once Kirsty's up to date yeah and i've intentionally told her that we're not allowed to have an episode until then because she has to watch season three <laughs> yeah it's very important yep but, yeah, I'm, I don't like
1: having investments snuck up on me, so I'm very concerned about season three. You're gonna be fine. But anyway, I know that a thing that people value about Game of Thrones is the ability to examine unlikable people and their motivations. Yes. And, like, I'm just saying, if you want to to learn if you want to get down with a bunch of lovable shitheads Mm -hmm. this is a good show for that
0: yes yeah um all right i'm gonna do one we haven't bolded okay but it's a show we haven't really talked about on this show so i'm gonna go for it okay um game of thrones has a lot of class dynamics at play oh sure that change over time, but you definitely always know, like, where you stand in the various societies.
1: hmm
0: And I would maybe, perhaps, tentatively recommend, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if that's really what you're here for, just go watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> you have had,
1: like, a really, um, complex relationship with Downton Abbey.
0: I have. So the TLDR of my relationship with Downton Abbey is that I believe Catherine and Margaret on ATV said the right amount of Downton Abbey to have seen is most of it. (laughs) Yeah. Not all of it. And I think I've reached the point, I think I watched the first three seasons, four seasons, and I feel like I've reached the point where I'm done with it. (laughs) <laughs> but there's like yep. two more seasons left and a movie coming out this year so it, there's a chance i'll watch it anyway but yeah it's also extremely dry which is not a shock and <laughs> the only way that i've so i guess similar to game of thrones if you don't really give a shit about stakes, um yeah <laughs> this is maybe <laughs> the show for you uh we should have had a whole category about that yeah I know. Um, but I'll do it on the fly. <laughs> the only way I've been able to care about this show is if you watch several episodes in secession, like, during a snow day. <laughs> and uh-huh. you're trapped. And you can, like, start to get in the heads of, like, oh, no, these rich people might lo- lose their family estate. What will happen? <laughs> and so whatever. Like <laughs> That aside... The whole entire thing is basically just about class dynamics. It's about, like, not only your position, but, like, the position of everyone who comes into your house, why they're coming to visit you, how to maintain in a state, in a time when, like, that type of lifestyle was basically not feasible anymore, Um, and what that meant to, like, go down in rank, basically. Um, it talks about, like, having to marry your children off to people who are suitable fits and, like, why so many people are not suitable and, um, then the other, like, flip side of that is it's, like, an upstairs-downstairs, um, so, like, the whole staff of the house is also, like, 50% of the show and that in itself, like, there's ranks among those people and, um... Like, they don't follow the same rules, but they have their own set of rules, and it's very complicated, and it's like, which staff member can be around which people in the family and who can serve what plate first? Like, I've learned a lot, <laughs> guys. <laughs> so basically, if you're here for that type of structure, <laughs> this is your yep. show.
1: It's basically all of season one of Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um,
1: cool. so there's that. What I'm curious about that also didn't get bolded is uh we had a, a category for, like, tribalism. Yes. Uh, because so much of Game of Thrones is just, like, how the houses feel about each other. And so yep. under tribalism, you put Friday Night Lights. I sure Tell did. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Um, so... Sports in general can be <laughs> extremely tribal. Nah. Have you heard that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know much about the sports, but that seems pretty <laughs> crazy to me. I
0: know. So I included <laughs> this because it is um, kind of extreme tribalism in in the world of Friday Night Lights and in that part of like the country uh, around, like, People who maybe have too much power for their age or, um, for their experience. And they, you know, it's like, it's not major, you know, it's not major sports, it's high school sports. And a lot of weight rests on people who maybe shouldn't be making decisions that they're making. And, you know, it's... It reminded me in some ways of, like, that little girl in Game of Thrones who's, like, leading her whole land of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. When she's, like, doesn't really, you know, she's not qualified (laughs) at eight years old or whatever. She's, like, (laughs) eight. Right. Yeah. So, like, you know, here's all these high school boys and they've got, like, the weight of the whole town on their shoulders and they're, like, it's not just winning the game, but it's, like, bringing life to the town. Um, Yeah. Which is just, like, a lot of pressure for... (laughs) you know adolescent children (laughs) but um besides you know that portion of it i think like the way that they depict um you know being loyal and sticking to your um you know whatever your tribe is like blindly uh, almost um is interesting, like, on Friday Night Lights, they close the whole town, like, for football games and, like, everyone has a sign on their lawn and, like, um, you know, winning and losing, like, changes how people interact with other people. Um, right. And, like, their respect for people depends on it, so that was sort of where I was coming from, is, like, the tribe of being a fan and, like, that, how much that was amplified and Friday Night Lights in like, a place that It's not, like, a major... It's not someone's job. It's just, like, their hobby and how that um, can sort of, like, shape people.
1: Well, that's, like, the whole thing that's unfolding right now. Game of Thrones spoilers ahead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But because of, like, Jon and Daenerys Mm -hmm. and, like, their whole situation and how that has changed now that Jon knows the thing. Um. Because it was, like, the tribe following Daenerys, and so now the tribe is going to be split because of
0: things. And you stuff. mean it's it's like when they changed the county lines in, the, in Dillon, Texas, and then there was West Dillon and East Dillon, and the team name cha- was, or, like, a new team was created, and people had to choose which team they were going to support? Oh my god, it is <laughs> actually exactly like that. <laughs> Well done. I really tried. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um on that note. <laughs> um there's something in Game of Thrones. There's these characters called direwolves. <laughs>
1: I have to say right now, I have, like, a fuckload of feelings about direwolves. I was reading this BuzzFeed article about fan theories, and it off-the-cuff said something about John's direwolf, who isn't around anymore, as far as I can tell. And I just, like, went down a rabbit hole in my own brain for, like, 15 minutes about the fucking
0: direwolves. Anyway. Uh Uh Uh-oh. I have feelings. Well... For those people who are only watching Game of Thrones for the wolf cameos, uh, do you have a recommendation on where to send them? Yes. (laughs) We would like
1: to send you to... Fuck, I forgot what this place is called. (laughs) Oh no. They all just blended in my brain and I came up with like... Westeros? Westeros? No, it was worse. It was, like,
0: Snowmeldonia. Oh, that sounds about right. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's not Estonia. That's a real place. Um. <laughs> Aldovia? Aldovia, yeah. Yes, we're
1: going to take you to Aldovia. What's an Aldovia? Uh, a little film called <laughs> A Christmas Prince. A little film franchise, (laughs) if you will, including a Christmas Prince Two, a royal wedding, and a Christmas Prince Three, a royal baby.
0: Yes. Every girl's dream is a birth scene. Every actress's (laughs) dream is a childbirth scene. We're gonna get now our
1: the queen of Aldovia.
0: Oh, no. We'll get hers. <laughs> I don't even want to watch it, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I you know
1: it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I d- <laughs> anyway,
0: anyway, there's a scene where she she fights a wolf, I think. Yeah. Somehow. No, she gets rescued by a wolf. Not by a wolf. From a wolf? <laughs> from. A- <laughs> oh my god if you want to see rescued by a wolf i think you have to go watch beauty and the beast or something yeah no <laughs> rescued from there's actually a wolf.
1: um there's a a wolf fight scene in outlander
0: but in the books on the show i don't
1: yeah it's not in the show but it is in the books and it's it's funny because they talked about how fucking wild it was and how it's too wild to put in the show. Yeah. But I'm just going to say bear suit and we're just going to move on. <laughs> um, you know what it means.
0: I'm going to move on to something else that's light and fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> I should have used this as my example, really. But if you like Game yeah. of Thrones because of Arya's many faces. <laughs> yes. Please just go watch the Americans. Yep, they have many faces and wigs and disguises and glasses and um, outfits, and you know they're more fun than killing people and taking their faces. There's usually still the killing and the disguises, but just not taking their faces. <laughs> they're not just showing up wearing like dead body flesh suits, right? Like that's the part. If that's the part that really skeeves you out, we have a solution. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here's how you can have the best of all worlds. <laughs> right.
0: All right. Do you want to hit our last I'd... bolded one, or do you have some others you want to throw yeah. in? Yeah. No, our last bonus episode.
1: Episode. Wow. Our last bonus theme. It's fine. Yeah. I haven't been able to breathe in a week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if your brain was devoid of this much oxygen, you would struggle with <laughs> words too. <laughs> No. If what you enjoy about Game of Thrones is the general feel of premium cable yes, and the fact that it is on HBO. Yeah. Then we think you should be watching the only good thing HBO has ever done.
0: That's I not true. Beg to
1: differ, okay.
0: One <laughs> like, of two good things HBO has done. Sure. <laughs> And that good thing is last week tonight with John Oliver. Yes.
1: It has it's... almost nothing else in common with H uh, with uh, Game of Thrones other than the fact that like they make the best use of their premium cable status every single minute that they're on the air. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> You're 100% no. correct. I made a joke in our last find-off about how, like, sometimes I watch Game of Thrones and I could just, like, feel an exec at HBO who's looking at, like, FCC regulations and thinking, like, we need an internal quota of, like, boobs and curse words because otherwise it's just not worth the effort we put into this. Right. And last week tonight with John Oliver is not needlessly crude, but they do no. fall squarely into that category of, like, making it fucking count. Oh, yeah. If there's, like... They also make a really fantastic use of their production budget.
0: Yes. And if there's ever, like, that one step further that you can go, they would go that extra yep. step. Yep. While it's remaining, like...
1: Really sensitive and appropriate when he needs to be. Like he's done a couple of episodes. Uh, like he did one with Monica Lewinsky that yep. was like extremely respectful.
0: They're very um, thoughtful. He did.
1: Yeah, he did one with Anita Hill. Mm-hmm. That was really incredible. So like, it's not like always cringe humor. He's doing some really legitimate stuff. But right. he also. Like,
0: is like. If you're a bad person who's a public figure, he will kill you. Yes. <laughs> With <Absolutely>. his words. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's great. He's great. I it's, enjoy him very much.
0: It's very, very, very good.
1: I also enjoy, just as a side note, that it's not, his episodes aren't always like story of the day. He does a lot of stuff that's not like front page news. Right. Um, which is hard to find in this day and age because like everybody wants to talk about the same like four things that everyone's upset about on any given day. Yeah. So it's nice to have him like eviscerating people for things that aren't already being eviscerated
0: on every podcast you listen to. It's very good. And he yes. does, he just collects the best local news bits. Yes, he does. And that's, like, really mostly what I'm here for. <laughs> I would love to look at
1: their, like, production breakdowns to see what their value engineering in their actual production in order to have money left over to do their stunts.
0: I would imagine, like, their stunts is a big portion of that budget.
1: Yeah. I, they've got to be negotiating with HBO to get the additional money for that.
0: Probably, right? Or they have, like, a big bucket to pull from for the season. Yeah. I don't know. If Um, you have questions for HBO, you can ask them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Our family owes three copies of A Day Mm -hmm. in the Life of Marlon Bundo. My favorite stunt. Maybe my... (laughs) I think it is still my favorite, but my close second is calling the FCC about robocallers.
1: That is a really good one. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think my favorite might have been the time that they opened a uh, crisis pregnancy center in a van. hmm hmm That was a good one, too. They're very
0: good. Very good. So. Did we get um, it all? That's, like, the hits. If you guys have specific things you like about Game of Thrones that we didn't give you a recommendation for, please, please tell us, and we will provide you with yeah. something. We promise. Um, yeah. You can tweet it to us at Hate Watch with us, or you can send us an email at hatewatchwithus at gmail and we will reply to you in seven to ten business days. <laughs> with a custom recommendation. <laughs> Based on the reason why you still like Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, what else? We have a side project, if you also, I guess, still like Game of Thrones, <laughs> 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 called Our watches. Has Although Ended. Although I think we specifically advertised that
1: project as being for people who don't like Game of Thrones. Correct. So.
0: Correct. So, you know, approach at your own risk. But... yeah. You can find that uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also Yeah, use... we're in all
1: the places Yeah, you after can just... a
0: long, hard-fought battle. Oh, no kidding. Um, <laughs> we're part of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. You can find them at Thought Bubble FM on Twitter, dot com, and also in those podcast places. They have a lot of shows that you might also like to listen to instead of watching Game of Thrones, so check those out. Yeah, And we promise next week's episode is going to be about really fun content that is not Game of Thrones. It will be the first time you have not heard Game of Thrones in one, at
1: least one of our podcast feeds in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to feel really it's good. It's going to be a good day for you. Yes. It will feature <laughs> Hugh Grant. Potentially. Spoilers. <laughs>
1: Important <laughs> teaser.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, well thanks for listening <laughs> hope you like some of these si- suggestions yes and we'll see you next time
1: i definitely almost said sex gesture." just the- <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: Kirsty's in a weird place guys <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> bye <laughs>
1: Oh my god, that was a long minute. It was. You know, we've spent like over a hundred minutes on sound
0: checks. Oh. <laughs> that feels bad. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Oh. It's a it's... long time. I mean. <laughs>
1: only a couple minutes or a couple hours yeah but think about all the fun yeah. we could have been having you don't think our podcast is fun
0: i do i just don't think the minute is fun
1: <laughs> you heard it here first folks kelsey doesn't <laughs> no! like our
0: podcast <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i didn't mean that